What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the All Out Blitz podcast with Jeff and Brady. And for the very first time, a guest. Mm -hmm. Just like we were going to do, what is it, a week ago now? Like a little while ago. My bigger brother, Jim, Tampa Bucks fan. Yeah, baby, what's going on? Thanks for having me on the show today, guys. Welcome to the show, man. This is fun. Um, What's going on? No, no better time, I guess, right? Than than Tampa in Tampa playing for a Super Bowl once again, right? Dude, it's crazy, isn't it? It just you know, sit and think about that for a second. You know, so long ago we you know had a first opportunity, and now we get to be the first team in NFL history to play at home at Ray J. Pretty exciting. What are your thoughts on the uh, the not firing the cannon thing? You know what? You know, you sit back and think about it. Let's just play football. Who cares? You know, that's, know. Yeah. that's all, you know, music to the ears and stuff. But when it comes down to it, you know, they are going to let them fire the cannons if they win. Yeah. So if you really want to hear the, fire, the cannons fired, yeah. win the damn football game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I heard it, I'm just like, well... It, it, it would be. It would just seem like a regular game. I think if they let them fire them, if they score, like, right. just think of it like, hey, right. it's, it's just a home game. Chiefs are playing away. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. It's probably going to be the way they're looking at it anyway. So yeah, I mean, even from you know, I've talked to a couple of Chiefs fans, and I think from what I hear, the Chiefs are, are treating like every other week. They're not coming into town any earlier. Yep. Um, you know, they're they're staying at home. You know, COVID and all that to, to stay protected, but. So, yeah, it's just, just like, you know, any other week except it's not any other week. Yeah. You know, it's the biggest game of the season. So, yeah, you know, uh, there's a lot of fans that were up in arms about that. But um, I follow uh, Jake Arians, uh, Bruce's son, on, on Twitter. And even he's like, you know what, let's win the football game. And that's that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. I heard that story about, uh, I just read it earlier today with Brady, was, uh, I guess, after the Bucks won, after they beat the Packers there in the NFC Championship game, uh, I guess a lot of the Bucks mm-hmm. players, especially the younger guys, I'm sure, were crying and stuff like that. And Brady was like, you yeah. guys got to stop. Like, what are you crying for? There's still work that has to be <laughs> yeah. done. Like, knock it. It's yeah, like, he's like, he's like yeah. stop freaking crying already. We're, we're going to the big game. Just let it out then, like, if we win. Yeah, it's, he's, he's been there and done that. You know, you so. think, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. I think, you know, a lot of people, I was thinking about this today. Like, what are we going to talk about on the show? You know, and, you know, when you step back and think about it, I'll be the first one to admit, you know, Aaron Rodgers, He's probably an all-around better quarterback than Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. look at the skill set. You, know, you look at him. You look at Breeze. You look at Patty Mahomes. But when you sit back and think about it, Tom Brady. There's one thing that Tom Brady brings that not a lot of other guys can bring, and it's that experience yeah. of you know I've been there before. Yep. And you know, you sit back and you think about guys like him and and you know Gronk, obviously, and then. You know, even to a lesser level, you know, uh, Shady McCoy. You know, Shady really didn't really play impact, any impact in this entire season. But the one thing that guy brings is experience. And, Locker, um, room. Locker room. You know, guy. it's uh, – yeah, TV's been there before. So he knows exactly what's going on. He's like, you know, let's let's focus. Let's enjoy this win, but let's focus because we got one more to go. You guys got a lot of young guys. Yeah. A lot of young guys. But having – yeah, having Brady, having – McCoy. I mean, McCoy yeah. was just with the Chiefs, so he's you know he's right. been there, done that, you know. And uh, yep. but man, that you know, we in the last episode, Brady and I were talking about offense, just comparing offense to offense, and it's mm-hmm. there's so much speed on Kansas City's offense, of course, because of Tyreek. McCall Hardman <laughs> is probably just as fast, 
But I mean, (laughs) when you, when you compare apples to apples, I mean, both of these offenses are absolutely loaded top to bottom. Mm -hmm. It starts in the trenches with the line. I think the bucks probably have the top, top two, probably offensive lines in the NFL. Yeah. And it all yeah. starts with that rookie with Tristan Wirfs uh, coming in, you know, starting Dude, day kid, one. Dude, that kid's a stud, isn't he? He's a beast. He is. And he just he, he does not let anybody bull rush. There's no speed rush against no. him or anything. It's it's unbelievable. Nope. You know, you know, there's another guy, you know, with my son being the lineman, I follow Willie Anderson, yeah. you know, a longtime pro bowler with the, with the Bengals. And, you know, he's a guy, he mentioned the other day how Tristan just plays like a veteran. Yeah. Like, he plays like a guy who's been doing this his entire life. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, I, I tell you, you know, the, the stud, though, for me, the stud of that line is Jensen in the middle. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's, he's proved angry, a lot. You know? he, he's proved a lot this yeah. year. Yeah, he plays angry. Yeah. I love I, it. I think, um, you know, it's weird coming into this because – since what was it last March, I guess when Brady signed um, over the course of the off season, which was not normal, they started signing all different kinds of guys. I mean, you talk about, you know, Brady went and Gronk back and then they go grab right. Fournette and they AB. grab shady and then AB comes in. Yeah. And yeah. You, you know, you and I, I think talked about this, but like, what do you do with <laughs> all those yeah. people? And then you see, I mean, Rojo is no slouch at running back. And you're like, well, where is Fournette and McCoy going to play in? But McCoy, of course, being a locker room guy. And then right. Fournette, I mean, you've seen his value over the last couple of weeks, especially with Rojo Playoff being lining. dinged up. Playoff lining. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all about and, being and fresh. Yeah, this is exactly it. You know, you think about it. Like you said, you know, you think about wide receivers, right? You know, we got money, right? There's probably, you know, I see all the – the, the rankings and he's not even included in the, in the top five, which six, is ridiculous. Which, in my opinion, is the service because I think the guy's a complete stud. Yep. Um, you got him. You got you know, Godwin. You know. Then you throw EB into the mix. You know. And then you have Tyler Johnson, a rookie. You know, who kind of you know comes along with Tom Brady. Tom really likes throwing to him. And you got Scotty Miller. Yep. You know. And then you mentioned the running backs, right? You got Shady. You have um, you know, you know, playoff winning there. It's, it's like you said; it's all about being fresh. And you shut know, one guy down. That's great. You yeah. shut one guy down, but then you got two other guys to deal with. Yeah, and then you, you know, got and then you got Gronk and Bray yet, and Bray is having a heck of a season Bray. again. Mm-hmm. You know, you even think about you know, the look forward to next year. You got OJ Howard back. I know. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I mean, there's so many weapons. I mean, well, number yeah. one, I mean. Tom never had this many weapons in no. any no. of his years playing in New England. Never had it. Um, I think when you look at when you look at the offense, I mean, Tom has the, the the confidence, he has the experience, but then I think someone that definitely has not gotten enough credit and and correct me if I'm wrong here, but is is OC Byron Lefwich. I mean, the dude is he's he's scheming everybody like he's been doing it for years and i mean the dude didn't even get an interview he didn't they didn't even nobody requested to even interview the guy yeah yeah i mean did you see the the statement the other day by bruce arians where he was just point blank he said i'm pissed off oh really you know and yeah he literally said i am pissed off he said this pisses me off that you have somebody like like byron who you know you know like you said schemed everybody in 
you know, working with, you know, a quarterback who's been doing it his own way for 20 years. Yep. Um, and he just meshes the entire offensive scheme together with him and, and everybody else they have and doesn't even get, an, you know, an interview. And, um, you know, selfishly, uh, you know, I'm happy. You're happy, exactly. Back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We get we get Todd Bowles, who you know. Oh my gosh! I know he doesn't have a great history as as uh, head coach, um, but he's another guy we have back that's done an outstanding job with our defense. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy that we're going to have him back. But yeah, I mean, Byron's one of those guys that you know he he deserves an opportunity somewhere. You know, flipping all over to the Chiefs, so did the enemy. I know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Those I mean, two how guys. Do look, how do you not look at you know those two? And, so I'm not one to play into the, you know, the whole idea of, you know, the NFL and, you know, anti-black head coaches and all that. But yeah. I don't know, man. I'm starting to see something little somewhere. You know, those guys really deserve an opportunity. And those guys have absolutely proven themselves. Um, so the fact that you look at some of these head coaches that were hired recently, I just you sit back and think, it's like, how are you going to pick this guy and not even interview in a enemy or a Byron? Like the te- like it. the Texans, the Eagles, like nobody even heard of these people's <laughs> names before. All of a sudden, they come in an interview for thirty honest. minutes, and they have a job. Hey, let's be honest: the Texans are just in self-destruct mode. I don't even I don't even understand what's happening there. They really just like aren't even on the team anymore. You're absolutely right, Brady, and that's Addison's favorite team. You know, my yeah. favorite yeah. team is a huge. Huge JJ Watt fan, you know, and how can you not be a fan of JJ? Exactly. But when you yeah. let you know DeAndre Hopkins go, you know, and then you're looking at what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson, and why would even JJ want to be there? You know, it's it's a toxic atmosphere, and it's crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The uh, the defensive. So go ahead. No, I was just I was going right where you are, man. Yeah. The uh, so the the defensive side of the ball. This is. You and I haven't talked. We talked about it last year um, towards the end of the season. Like, you know, Tampa struggled early. And then at the end of the year, they came on really tough. And then that was yeah. the big question coming into this year is can they keep it up? And then, you know, within the draft, they go and grab, you know, honestly, I, I think one of two people that should be considered for defensive rookie of the year in Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, to pair him up with Whitehead. And, Dude, I, I don't know if I, in recent memory, I can't think of a safety duo that are, I mean, they're fast, they're fearless, they they hit. I mean, when you think back to your old yeah. buck days with John Lynch back there, they hit people. Yeah. They're very good uh, tacklers, which which you really, really need, especially against this Chiefs team, because they'll make you miss. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I've been extremely impressed by them, and, and that's not even to say the, the linebacking core. Um, has been right. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It just, it, it's just been such an unbelievable kind of turnaround by Bowles here um, to using everybody that are strength. They don't they don't play in a standard scheme like you think. Just because they have that kind of speed, they'd play you know a little more nickel maybe where they can open it up and just let guys fly around. But they don't do that. They switch stuff up constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's you know I'm really curious to see how they play the Chiefs this time. You know, obviously last time you know Tyreek. Uh, Got what close to three hundred yards in the first half or something. <laughs> yeah. That was ridiculous. You know? Then they stormed back. Yeah, so, yeah, and then so so you really got to sit back. You know, I'm really kind of curious to see. You know, Bolt is one of those styles where he's constantly blitzing people from all different directions. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, you, know, you talk about Antoine, Antoine Winfield Jr., who is a complete stud coming out of Minnesota, you know, and uh, Whitehead, you, you saw the hit he had in the last game was against the Pack, you know, when he uh, locked that fumble loose and then having to come out of the game with a shoulder injury. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's absolutely incredible, those guys. You know, Jamel Dean is one of the uh, highest-rated uh, corners right now in, in the league. Um, but, again, I'll be honest, that's, that's why, you know, I, I think our offense backs up pretty good in our favor against their defense. Yep. Um, and I like our defense. It just really concerns me with, with the speed that they have on the, on the edge. Yeah, and, I mean, with, with Whitehead and, and Winfield being dinged up a little bit, I mean, that's, you know, going right. into this weekend, that's the biggest concern is I'm sure no matter what, those guys are going to try to play. But, you yeah. know, when oh, you yeah. have a wide this receiving is the, core this that is, is the Super Bowl. Yeah, you you got to you got to yeah. suit up and be ready to go. But yeah. with that kind of speed, yeah. you just have to you just have to be careful because um, you know if they're favoring yeah, anything, it's gonna, yeah, it's going to leave stuff wide open. But but honestly, when you think back to that Packers game in the NFC Championship, <laughs> Whitehead caused both of those fumbles on Aaron Jones. Yeah, yep. dude, nobody does that. No. Like Jones, yep. he he rarely fumbles the ball, and to do two in one game. And when you have that yep. way in the backfield, just monitoring the entire field, and to be honest with mm-hmm. you, I don't. If it wasn't for Winf- or if it wasn't for Whitehead and Shaq Barrett, I don't think Tampa wins that football game. I'll be. I'll take it one step further. There's one guy I can point out right now that I'll tell you if he didn't play, we would not have won that game. Who's that? Vita Vea. Vea coming yeah. back, first game back. You think about that. He only played. He played uh, what forty, fifty percent of the snaps. Yep. He was in on every single sack that we had. Yeah. And if you look at the first two in general, you know, just specifically, he was the reason that those sacks happened. Yeah. Bringing all that pressure you know, from the his middle. Rush, his, yeah, his, his rush. Yeah. The middle, and then it has to. You have to pull a guard off or have that. Uh, running back come up and block, and then you just have JPP and Shaq. You think about it, JPP and Shaq really didn't have all that great of a season. No. You know, no. not like last year where they both kind of dominated, and you know, what was the missing component? DeVito wasn't there in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so I, I think, you know, I agree. I agree if it wasn't, you know, for a white head and bad, I think the game would have been different, but I still, you know, to this day, you know, I've talked to a couple other Bucks fans online that they in the middle was just – He's a dominant. You know, I like Nacho. Yep. Nacho's good in the middle of his backup, but uh, there's just something special about Vita Vea that I just I love. And, and um, you know, I think you know, coming from the KC side, you know, if you can if you can kind of uh, block that middle up and and give your protection off to your to your edges to block up uh, Barrett and JPP, yep. I think you're in a good situation. Um, but you know, that's going to be is can you contain all three of those guys in the middle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um so, with, with all that pressure from the middle, he's he's almost Aaron Donald like, where he he commands yeah. a double team, and yeah. I, don't, I don't remember Shaq Barrett being that fast. Like he he was able to yeah, cut around right. the edge constantly. I mean, and, and the Packers their tackles are no slouches. I mean, but he was able to right. when you have to pull that guard to slide and take via and take Vita Vea on. And then you have Shaq one on one on the outside with a tackle. 
Dude, he is, on the other side, yeah. Yeah, but he, I mean, he is two steps yeah. before that tackle's even out of his stance, and he's cutting around you and yeah. and and cutting under, and then yeah, you have JPP from yeah. the other side. So that's the thing. Like when you have those yeah. two guys with JPP, I mean, he's been in Super Bowl scenarios already with the Giants. Yeah. Um, so he yeah. has the experience. Somehow he still has the speed and toughness to get through there. But you have them coming in. So when that quarterback tries to slide up in the pocket. Goodness gracious! You have a giant mountain of Vita Vea standing there, uh, it's just, exactly, yeah. just waiting to consume yeah. you. Like it's just—it's yeah. ridiculous. And I think, I think that's the other thing that favors the Bucks a little bit is you know we can, can contain literally any run game in the league with three, four guys, and yeah. then you have everybody else to contain, contain the pass game. You know, the the key I think you know was was Mahomes' speed. And, you know, you allow him to step up. You know, you got to make sure you have a linebacker coming up to cover. You know, to take that run away from him. Um, so it's you know that, again. I think that's where the key is. You know, I think the you know they they say it all along, right? You know, offense wins games, defense wins championships. I think whoever comes out of this game has a stronger team defensively wins the game. Yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting because both of these QBs, both Brady and Mahomes, they are phenomenal. When yeah. well, in two ways. One is when they're limited on time in the pocket. Right when they need to get the yeah. ball out very quickly, they could both do it better than anybody else. But then yeah. they're also the two quarterbacks that you don't want to give the time to just sit back there and look because yeah. they'll find anybody. So it's it's going to be such a, a, a it's, I mean it's going to be an amazing football game. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but defense, I mean, and don't forget, you know, your your star middle linebacker being able to fly around with anybody on the field. Um, Devin White. Yeah, I, I mean, he's when you have that front, that defensive front, and then you throw him in the middle, and then you have it backed up with you know the people we've already talked about. It's it, you have stud players at every single level. Yeah, not many. Yeah, he, uh, he played like way. a man possessed. Yes, he played like a man possessed that last game, didn't he? He was everywhere. Oh yeah, absolutely. And he, he's going to have to do that again. Yeah, but. Uh, what do you think, Brady? It's gonna be a good game. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I think the best part about I know I, I, I listen I listen to enough of the podcast to know you're not a, a Tampa Bay or Tom Brady fan, and I'll tell you, I'm I'm still not completely so I'm not you know a, a TV twelve fanboy. I'm a Buccaneers fanboy, but uh, mm-hmm. you know it's you got to give respect to the, what the Chiefs has done, what uh, Andy Reid has done over there. You know, of course, you know. Our hometown guy Brett Reach, you know yeah. what they've done with that football team. It's it's going to be a fun game to watch, and you kind of have you know the old and the new on both sides. You know, it's the so, Chiefs are the from a player perspective and a coach perspective too. Like you look at yeah, you look at uh, yeah. So defensively, right? You have Todd Bowles. Offensively, you have Leftwich. So you got young and old there, and then you have an older head coach with yeah. BA. And then the Chiefs, right? You got Andy Reid, the old guy. You got Bianami, the younger guy, and then Spags on defense, which is the older guy. Right. So you have older, right. older head coaches, older DCs against two younger <laughs> offensive coordinators. It's th- this is so oddly like evenly matched in so many ways. It's just ridiculous to think about. And hey, what, what's the what's the chances, Jeff? What's the chances you think in two years, right? Not next year because he's already mentioned that he, he's he's coming back. What do you think in two years you have Byron Leftwich, head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Eric Bieniemy, head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs? 
It's definitely a possibility. It is definitely. I mean, let's be honest. You think about that. I mean, I mean when, you, when you look at, let's take a look at Biennemi, right? Everybody is ticked the last two years that he is not a head coach yet. When yeah. you have it that good, you know, I'm sure there's still a part of him where he doesn't want to go anywhere. And yeah. if you hang right. around, I mean, if you pull off the Josh McDaniels, where you ha- and he won't even have to do it as long, but if you pull off just sticking around a little bit, you can very easily slide into that when Reed is ready to just pack it in. Right. And you already and ha- and you already have your there. core tied up. Yep. And then you flip side the Tampa side with, with uh, Leftwich. Yep. You know, they already love him at Tampa Bay in the yep. front office, so you have Leftwich could easily slide into Aaron's role in two years. Definitely. I'm sure. so surprised that like so, he didn't he didn't get like a head coaching job the enemy didn't. Yeah, it's 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 weird. Who's that? Byron Lovewich? No, Biennemi. Yeah, it is. Biennemi. Yeah. I thought he was getting one last year, quite honestly. I did too, and I thought yeah. it was a no brainer this year. I'm like, oh man, like people will be knocking down his door. Like Eagles, Texans, probably Falcons too. Falcons even, right. Yep. There were yeah. a lot of there people was, in Atlanta pining for him. Yeah. Well there. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> You guys are happy with who you got right. I, I am ex- I honestly like in an off season where the season just absolutely sucked, I am more ecstatic than I've been in a very long time. I think right. uh, you, you get these ridiculous Falcons fans where if they're that upset, I really wish they would just pick a new team and move on because uh, they they're just yeah. get obnoxious, honestly. And uh, it's toxic. It's yeah. just ridiculous. You know, the, they they come at you with how how Vic was a better quarterback than Ryan and all this other nonsense. And I don't understand uh, all the Matt Ryan hate. I really don't get it. But like Arthur Smith, you had. I mean, people were thinking, oh, it's a new regime, so everybody immediately wants to go new QB, new QB. Okay, look at Arthur Smith, who he is, and what he does. I'm Matt sure. Ryan is a top three QB in this league when it comes to play action. Yeah. When you don't have him in play action, yeah. yeah, and that's the Arthur Smith football. And then you get a GM right. guy coming from the Saints that knows him all too well. Dude, they're not moving on from anybody like that. Come yeah, plus also, like, he's right. also, like, outright came and said, like, yeah, we're keeping Julio, we're keeping Matt, and it's more than, been more than likely confirmed that they're not taking a QB. Yeah, I – just crazy. Yeah. But let's keep talking Super Bowl 55 here. We think, are we are 48 hours from kickoff. Yeah. That's um, crazy. It's ridiculous. And tomorrow we got the NFL honors. 48 hours. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I think the best part of this game is going to be when the Chiefs offense is on the field and the Bucks defense is on the field because someone at one point in this game someone's just going to collide with someone else. That's going to be awesome. It's it's going to be You're, a battle. That's a great point. It's, it's going to be a game of chess, right? It's yeah. going to be a game of chess between, you know, Biennemi and Bowles. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be and really interesting to see. Well, you know, if, if, <laughs> if history means anything, is both of these teams will be very, very well prepared and ready to go. Yeah. You're going to have, you're going to have a case of the bubble guts. You're going to have a case of the nerves, but, Either way, the first first drive, first opportunity when each of these sides take the field, that's immediately going to get kicked, and and they're just going to play yeah. off instinct. Which, you know, when you look at let's let's flip it a bit and and you know talk KC and get your perspective on them too. But 
the defense sure. overall from Kansas City, you know, they, they played throughout the year. You know, great record at the end of the year. Didn't only lost two games, and the last one really doesn't count. Um, they didn't play all that great. They, they leave things wide open. But similarly to last year, when it comes to playoff time and then the Super Bowl, somehow they just turn it on and lock it down. Yeah. And I just... Yeah, that's uh, when it really matters. Yeah, you know? and, and when you have somebody like Ty Matthews sitting back there, a vet in there, does everything. Um, you have their new rookie corner, Legereus Sneed, coming in, um, playing great, great football. Mm-hmm. You don't. I, I don't see with the with the Chiefs. Like when you look, when you compare the defenses, you have like Tampa has studs at every level. Right. The Chiefs right. don't. Like they have good players that I think complement each other very, very well. Um. But of course, like you have Chris Jones up front, and that dude seriously must be like eight feet tall. Because anytime I see him play, when he's standing up, <laughs> the the other linemen just look like I don't know, like Babies. just little boys. Um, right. But it, it's just going to be interesting to see. I think we're going to see a lot, and this is going to be from both defenses. We're going to see a lot of DBs blitzing quite often, and safeties coming mm-hmm. up and yeah. playing really, really tight to the line. <laughs> To not let anything go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right. You know, KC is, like you said, Tampa's really uh, star-studded just about, you know, every position on the defense. KC is like that quiet kid. You know, yeah. you really, they kind of just sit back and wait, you know, and then they attack. So, <clears throat> definitely don't want to, you know, take them for granted. Um, you know, I think uh, I think Tampa's going to come prepared to exploit what they can, but it's definitely not... Um, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see. You know, it really is. You know, who's going to be the the guy? You know, other than Matthew, that's going to step up on that side. You know, to take away you know those other routes that Tampa likes to run with Mike Evans, Scotty Miller. You know, flying across the middle or that the deep ball with you know uh, Godwin or you know AB. You know, uh, it'd be it'd be interesting to see how they play that defense. You know, and then. You know, if you, if you if you do give him too much room up front, right? If you play that deep ball, then you've got to be concerned with Rojo and, and Lenny Fournette. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, and they it's just going to be interesting to see. Yeah, they do. You know, and you know, you know, Lenny's not the the breakaway speed guy like Rojo is, but uh, you know, there's that touchdown he had against that Green Bay that was just. I mean, just he didn't give up. <laughs> no. like, he just kept yeah. bouncing and spinning and. And and he's the guy that he he just pounds and pounds and pounds yeah. and he can take it and that's the thing and and not only can he take it but he can give it and that wears the guys out. Yeah. So I mean yeah. they're definitely gonna have to take advantage of him just running the rock as much as they possibly can to wear the defense down. And then even when you look at Mike Evans, right? He's been around the league for a while. I mean he's he's been in the league. I'll say he's always been with Tampa, but he's been in the league for a while. But, dude, somehow he still finds himself getting behind defenders, and I don't know how. Typically, whiteouts, yeah. you know, over, you know, a period of time, it's not that they slow yeah, down. Yeah, he's not a speed guy. No, that's what I mean, but it's not like they slow down, but they typically find ways to run more intermediate routes. And he, he can do yeah. it all. And I, I don't he, – he, he doesn't get the credit he deserves at all. I mean, he's – He's very much, uh, and, and Brady will laugh because I talk about him all the time, but he's very much like Keenan Allen with the Chargers, like some of the yeah, best wide yeah. receivers in football, and they get no publicity. 
He reminds me a lot to, you know, you know, take away the attitude. He reminds me a lot of Keyshawn Johnson you oh, know, yeah. years ago. And yep. the type of guy that just, you know, didn't really get a whole lot of respect, but he was the guy that would, you know, run those deep routes once in a while to get behind the, the uh, back. Or, you know, he was, you know, the other guy that, too, that would come right across the middle and take the hit, still hold yeah. on to the ball. Yeah. Um, so he's, you know, got that height like Keyshawn had, yeah. uh, plays a lot like Keyshawn did. Um, but, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. How concerned are you with, um, like, Godwin lately? Seems like he's been dropping quite a bit the last couple games. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, <clears throat> and he, he look, you know, uh, he, even a couple games ago, I guess, was it against the Saints, where he just, he, I, I think he might have maybe caught one ball, but he just, he had a rough game. And then, uh, it's interesting. I'm not quite sure if he's in his own head. Or what? But you know, I, I definitely expect Tom, you know, to go to go to Chris. Um, but you know, it's that's where it really helps when you have guys like Tyler Johnson, Scotty oh, Miller, yeah. and AB in there. You know, Tom will go away from you quick if you're not catching the ball. Like he's not one that's going to keep going at you, keep going at you if you're going to be dropping. So, you know, if Chris wants to be involved, he's, he's you know got to get those early grabs. Yep. But I tell you, when he does catch the ball. He's one of the best in the league at everything he does. I mean, oh, he's just an outstanding <laughs> guy. You got to bring know, him me, down I'm immediately. State, yeah, I'm not a Penn State fan, but that boy, uh, he, he can play football. So, um, yeah. you know, I have a little concern with him. Um, but overall, in the grand scheme of the game, I'm not too concerned uh, because I got a lot of faith in Mike Evans, got a lot of faith in, in Scotty Miller and Tyler. And, uh, you know, I think um, I think AB is going to be a sleeper in this game too. You know, yeah. I think I know they still have him as questionable for the game. Yep. But um, you know, you can only cover so many guys, and exactly. you got those three guys in there. You did, then you bring in the four wide, and you have some Scotty in, the, in there, and you have Cam Great. Um, uh, I, I think it's going to be uh, it'll be interesting. This, I definitely yeah. anticipate Byron Leftwich using all of his weapons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's. Uh... And just, it's interesting because, like, somebody like Tyler, for example, right? Rookie coming in, didn't really, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, he it just he got an opportunity. And I think a lot of people are really surprised that, like, Tom will go to him on crucial, like, third downs. And, and he just yeah. lays it in there. But the thing people don't remember, even though it's not that long ago, is look at the whiteouts he played with in New England for so long. They were no-namers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he yep. turned. He, he always like, every season there was somebody new that seemed like they were packing grocery bags one week, and the next time it's game win touchdown pass for like eighty yards. <laughs> like it's, that's yeah, about that. That's, that's what grocery happens. Bags and next week catching balls from Tom Brady. Yeah, it's it's yeah, crazy. It's, it's, yeah, you're right though. But he, there's an interview a couple weeks ago where Tom said that he's got a lot of faith in Tyler Johnson. That yeah. you know he knows that if he puts it in his spot, Tyler's going to go get it. So. He's another one you mentioned earlier. You know, you know, we got a lot of young guys. I mean, you know, let's be honest. In the Tampa Bay, with a lot of guys that brought in, we have a lot of age. Yeah. But there's some young studs on this team. I think that Jason Light has really uh, got over the last two, three years that um, are really going to be the future of this franchise. So it'll be um, it'll be interesting to see. You know how how this this matchup happens this weekend. I still can't believe now we're less than. 48 hours away from Exactly. When you look at last season, um, that again, that defense coming on super strong and winning you games, yeah. the, you weren't far from the playoffs. 
And that was with a quarterback throwing 30 interceptions. Yeah. So if, you, if that's what I mean, if you, I mean if, if you eliminate half of those, that that equates to wins in the NFL. We're in it. You're right. And you're, you're absolutely right. And you, and you, yeah, it's ridiculous. I was never ever a, a famous Winston fan. I just just, just don't like the the glamour glitz, you know, just like I can be. And I'm just not a huge fan of that style. But you know, you're absolutely right. You take away half those interceptions and. And we're in the mix of things last year. So, yeah. you know, a team coming in this year, we're not, you know, we weren't that far away and we just got all the right pieces, you know. And, you know, that was the most exciting thing for me is picking up Tom Brady is you know that he's going to protect the football. Yeah. Now, obviously, he did have a couple of games this year. We threw three picks. Um, but uh, when just it comes down to it, game. you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Able to I mean, come away with it because of the defense. Half, yeah. Yeah, first half was incredible, right? Yeah. And that pass at the end of the first half of Scotty Bill oh, was beautiful. One of the nicest passes I've seen. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's. I'm not, you know, I'm confident. You know, I think we're going to pull it out. Um, we'll get to the scores here in a minute. Whatever you're ready for those predictions, but yep. I, uh, I think it'll be a good game. I'm excited. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think be, it's. I think in general, it's going to be a close game. Like it's not it's not going to be like a blow up or like a team or something. It's going to no. be a pretty close game. And I don't right. think it's going to be. I, don't, I mean, I don't think it's going to be super high scoring either. I mean, both of these offenses are phenomenal, but the defenses are going to be able to complete are going to like equate to that where they're going to be eliminating potential scoring opportunities for that for each team. I wouldn't be surprised right. if we went into halftime like seven seven. To be honest with you, like I would not be surprised at all. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Let's talk home field for a second. You know, let's obviously, you know, uh, you know, Tampa, you know, they get their locker room, right? Mm-hmm. They get their side of the field. You got to think that plays into it, right? I think it does, honestly. I mean, when you look at it now, I'm not sure as far as, because I know they're doing so many, so many fans that are allowed. And then, of course, they got like, you know, 30,000 cutouts and that kind of stuff. But, I mean, did you have you heard anything as far as what the NFL is doing? Are they allowing just flat out? You know, I think they're doing it to what um, healthcare professionals, stuff like that. But yeah, as far I think as twenty two thousand total, okay, twenty two thousand total, seventy five hundred to healthcare professionals. Um, I do know that season ticket holders actually did get emails with opportunities to purchase. Okay. All right. Mm. So, so, I mean, um, you're going to have a mix, though, too. Like, that's the other thing. I'm not sure what the mix of fans are going to be. Like, is it going to be, like, 60-40 Tampa, 70-30 Tampa? Is it 50-50? Because I think that's going to aid as well, depending on what that that breakdown is. Right. I'm just thinking more of the long lines of, I mean, you mentioned earlier, you know, those those early um, butterflies, you know, especially with Tampa having a lot of these young kids and KC, obviously, I think in my opinion, anyway, having the edge because they were in the big game last year. But I think for a lot of these young guys on our side of the ball, I think that familiarity of, you know, the the pregame walkthrough, being able to be in your walkthrough that you've been in all year, I think has definitely got to help us. Yeah, definitely. There's another piece of this that, um, just just to flip it a little bit is if if there's one thing outside of a player that I think lends itself to helping Kansas City is the fact that yes they were in the Super Bowl last year yes they won 
and then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. They didn't <laughs> have a Super Bowl hangover. There's no hangover because they didn't get to experience what happens. The media tours, That's all true. that stuff after right. you win a Super Bowl because it was all locked down. That's, yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <clears throat> so it's almost like a continuation, yeah. I think. <laughs> and I think that is, is one interesting point. And then you have the home team, home field. Inter- like It's just it's such a weird setup that yeah, well, you have the returning you know, champs against home field advantage, which never happened. Right, right. Well, t- coming off of 2020, do we expect anything you know, to be more normal? So I guess <laughs> we yeah. maybe expected that Tampa was going to win this year because it's so abnormal, right? Yeah, exactly. That happened before. Yeah. Uh, so what's what's your take? I mean, it's you know you're you're definitely going with your team. Um, you know, we we talk Tampa, we talk Kansas City. Again, the defenses I think is going to be so much fun to watch because you're going to have guys on both sides of the ball, um, just running and hitting, like Brady said. Just you, people are going to be colliding right. because you know when you look at both teams, this ain't no Pro Bowl they, exactly. <laughs> they uh, the younger guys are more willing to do that. That are more willing to fly around and just throw their body at people. And it's just, it's really going to come down to who's going to be more disciplined when that ball goes up in the air to not grab a Jersey or not grab somebody's shoulder or, you know, or to turn somebody around. Like like King. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mr. Um, Burnt toast himself. Yeah. I tell you what, so I, I, I'm with Brady. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I, I also, but I also think it's going to be high scoring game. I think um, I think it's going to be hard to really keep two high octane offenses under under control. Yeah. Um, I think you know Kansas City just has so much speed that they're going to get behind um, the the uh, the corners and the safeties. Um, but I also think that Tampa Bay has a ton of weapons and they have Tom Brady and. You know, for saying that he doesn't have an arm, I think he's thrown the most deep passes of any quarterback this year in the NFL. Deep passes, um, yeah. So I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, but I think it's going to be tight. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to come down to three points. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. I think. Do you have, do you have a score so prediction? My, oh, of course I do. <laughs> I think it's going to be 34-31 Tampa Bay with a Ryan Suckup field goal in the last minute. Oh, boy. Mm. All right. All right. I wasn't even thinking that high. You were thinking oh, more just, of like I, a, you know I, I get it. I get it. But you know these these, these offenses are high powered. Yeah. I mean, I, it, you know, and I think you're you're gonna you're gonna have those moments where the, these guys are just gonna exploit. You know, you can only do so much. Yeah. And I think you know both teams are gonna pick apart the defenses a little bit. Um, I think, uh, but I just I have a lot of faith too in our kicking game this year, and that's one thing. As a Tampa Bay fan, we have not had in since Martin Gramatica. We've never had a, a great kicker, and yep. Ryan Suckett this year has just been outstanding He's as been a kicker. Solid. You know, yeah. maybe in the NFC, only behind you know the guy there in Atlanta, Young you Waku. Uh, yeah, I mean he's outstanding. But I think um, I think it's going to be in the last minute of the game. I think we're going to kick a field goal to uh, to win the game. So 34-31 Tampa Bay. My thing was, I think it's going to be like 20 points both minimum and like 30 points both max. So I'm saying my score prediction is going to be kind of like a 
I'm taking the Chiefs in this. Um, Chiefs okay. twenty eight to Bucks twenty four. Oh, okay. I like it. I like it here. So I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a, a bogus a bogus uh, prediction. Fifty to fifty one. No. Okay. No. And this is just to feed my own hate fire. <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs beat the Bucks twenty eight to three. <laughs> <laughs> I see exactly what you did there, too. Because, yeah, but Tom Brady's uh, still in this one, though, Dad. That was four years ago today where I had my heart ripped out of my chest and literally reached depression stage for t- about three to four weeks yeah, after Dad, that happened. You want to know something? Um, t- Tom Brady is the quarterback of the other team that you don't want to win, so it I could know. happen again. Yeah, so, no, my I think my, my score, um, I, you know... I'm going to go a little lower than both of you. I'm going to go 21-17 Chiefs. Ooh. 21 I don't know I just, I, I, feel, awesome. I feel these defenses are, they're going to be, they're going to be, you know, we're, we talk about how, how amazing these offenses are. You talk but about I think, how amazing the defenses are. But I think, about the offense. Honestly, I think these defenses are going to show people something on Sunday. I mean, for, for both sides, honestly. I mean, there, there's yep. no way Tyreek Hill has over 200 yards in the first half again. I don't think he's going to have 200 yards in the entire game. Oh, no, he will. Um, because I think it's it's going to be more of a more of a Travis Kelsey kind of game. I can see him having like 175. I'm with you on that. I think I think um, I think that that Bowles is really going to scheme against Tyreek. I yep. think he's going to he's going to basically come out. He's going to say, "Let's Kansas City." If you're going to beat me, you're not going to beat me with Tyreek Hill. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to use Harvin. You're going to have to use Robinson. You're going to have to use Kelsey. But yep. you're not beating me with Tyreek Hill this time. Exactly. I think that's what he's going to say. I think yeah. most of the time he's going to have so, Tyreek Hill double covered. I think he's going to have a safety shadowing. You have to have a safety. Absolutely. Yeah. I absolutely have to have a safety shadow on him. I think you have to Jamel Dean man on man with him the entire game. Yep. And you have to have a safety shadow on him. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be interesting, you know. I think the one thing that hurts Kelsey is um just the fact, you know, we talked earlier in the game with Devin White being able to fly across the entire, uh-huh. you know, across mm-hmm. the, the entire width of the field. Um, but I think, you know, i think you're right. I think it's gonna be that under game of Kelsey that that uh, Kansas City is going to have to rely on against this defense. Yeah, I think it's going to be a big a big opportunity for younger guys like um, like uh, Clyde, the running back, and McCole Hardman. Yeah, to to really yeah. show their worth to this team um, because they're they're guys that are third, fourth down the depth when you're looking at who's going to get the ball, and it's going to take those kind yeah. of guys to have big games. I think to to open up that defense a little bit, which may open it up for everybody else in the, you know, b- b- by the end of the game. But um, Hardman has crazy speed. If, if Watkins, you know, Watkins and NAB are both questionable. So it's, it's two receivers to keep an eye on um, yeah. in the next couple yeah. hours here. Um, but it, it's going to be, yeah. it, it's weird when you start looking at this. Uh, Cause you and I talked weeks ago and we were like, ah, Tampa's going to be one and done. Like they're just not playing that strong. And when you right. when you sit down and you have a week or two to really look at this and you look at the players, you look at the depth charts and you see the matchups, I never even believed how evenly matched these two teams are right now. And it goes all the way up to the coaching staff and the, and everybody else involved. Yep. 
It's just, yep. uh, yep. it's going to be, a, it's going to be an amazing Super Bowl. It's not going to be a couple of years ago, like the Patriots Rams, where everybody could have taken a nap. They did um, take a nap. <laughs> it's going to be an exciting Wait, game. Here's the, here's the question. Who are the announcers? I don't know. I'm kind of hoping it's Romo. I tell you, you know, I was told, you know, you guys know Heather, she's, you know, big Cowboys fan. I, yep. I would love her broadcast one day with Aikman and Romo. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I don't know. Those, those are my two favorite announcers to listen to. Joe Buck can oh. go buck himself. You know, I'm just not. I can't stand Joe Buck. I can't either. You know, and you know, and um, either that or you just you know, I, I I'm a fan of Al Michael, so I have Al Michael in there. So it'll be. I can forget what the what the is on a CBS or Fox. CBS. CBS. So right. it, sh- it should be Romo. So, but I mean, when you look at, I mean, he's usually with Jim Nance. And I don't mind Jim Nance, right. but let's be honest. I mean, he's there just to fill noise when Romo like needs to take a drink yeah. of water. Yeah, I tell you, he's the guy I I, I think is going to be in the coaching uh, ranks here soon. You think so? You know, you think about it, you talk about you know every time he does a game, he knows the the plays are. I mean, he he's, more he's he should it. be a defensive <laughs> yeah. coordinator more than an offensive coordinator, but yeah. he just knows like what everybody's going to be running on every play. I, I honestly, selfishly, I hope he doesn't. I mean, because there are very few <laughs> commentators that I enjoy listening to. Like, like yeah, Joe, Joe Buck, no. Uh, Collinsworth, uh, no. Absolutely not. Like, I just, I can't deal with those guys. All I want for Joe Buck to do is to finally, once and for all, come out with a man, admit that he's a man crushing tree. That's all I want to, you know, let's just be open about it, you know, Joe. <laughs> It's a lot different when, like, I know you are, and it's the same with me. Like, you know, you love when your team's winning. Yeah, it sucks when they're losing. But, like, you can still, like, you're just a fan of the game itself. And you can watch any football game and just and yeah. enjoy it when it's good football. You know what I mean? Enjoy so, it. It's just good football, right? Yeah. And, uh, yep. yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's, uh, I, I think we're seeing a lot of... A lot of interesting storylines, of course, that are taken over the media world where you have the old mm-hmm. and the young and the home field and the this and the that. But, you know, when it comes down to it, you got to win between those lines in 60 minutes. Yeah. Yep. Hey, and how great is it, you know, Jeff, to sit there and watch and talk shop with your son? Exactly. It's hey, you know, you think about it, I know you and Brady both. You know, uh, Addison and I, you know, I love nothing more on a Sunday afternoon. Just sit down with my boy, watch football, yep. talk about plays, watch linemen. Um, Screaming at the TV. So it's, it's one of, <laughs> what's that? Screaming at the TV. Yelling, yelling at, at players. Oh, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, definitely a lot of cussing going on during the yeah. game, I'll tell you that. Especially <laughs> this past week. You know, when Tom started throwing all those, or two weeks ago, when Tom was throwing all those picks. Yep. Oh, uh, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's a joy to sit there with our sons and watch and just enjoy this awesome game of football with them. So. I agree. 
It's that's my favorite thing at doing this podcast. You know, I had uh, a, a new guy start work with us this week, and and him and I set a meeting and chatting, and apparently he did a little research on me. So if he's listening, his name's Nick. Shout out to you, my man. But um, what's up, Nick? Apparently he he googled me or something and found the podcast and listened uh-huh. to some of it. And so when we met the other day to talk, he like brought it up. I had no idea that he that he even knew it was out there, but. I'm like, no, it's, that's, awesome. that's, you know, it, it turned into something for us to just give it a shot and see what happened. And, you know, a little over a year later, we're still here and hanging out and just having a good time talking about football. Mm-hmm. You know? That's absolutely, that's absolutely great. And I think it's great. You guys do this. It gives you guys something to stay connected. And obviously yeah. as our kids get older, yep. you know, it's just definitely something to, to bring it back together. You know, that's, one thing I always loved about coaching Addison and baseball is, you know, when it comes down to in 20, 30 years, you know, obviously lives are going to go different different ways a little bit, but we can always get together and catch a baseball game, catch a football game together. And that's the great thing about sports is it's something, you know, definitely can, you know, solidify that bond between, uh, you know, a dad and a son. Yeah, for sure. What you guys do. I'm happy to be a part of it today. Um, you know, hopefully uh, if you have a post-game or Tampa Bay loses. I'm not saying one of the Tampa Bay wins <laughs> Well, here's what we'll do. If uh, no matter what, we're definitely having post game. But if uh, if Tampa loses, you can come on the one after, and we'll still talk about it a little bit. All right. But if they win, right. we're definitely bringing you back. Up. No, I, I appreciate you. I know you've been you've been sick dealing with stuff, but uh, definitely you know ecstatic. Yeah, you're feeling so you're feeling better and uh, happy yeah. to have you on yep. today. But yep. yeah, man, as soon Thank as you. we can, we talked about this. As soon as we can know that maybe football will be a little bit more normal next year. There's a road trip. Oh in yeah, the future. In. Oh yeah. That's the first thing Addison said. He's like, Dad, I've never been to NFL game. He's like, you need to go. Ready to go so we can go to the game together. So yes, absolutely. definitely. Uh, you'd be great too if we can get Dad out. So one oh, last, uh, one last yeah. rod out the Lambeau would be yep. fantastic. So yeah, for sure, wherever it is, wherever you guys want to go, Addison and I are absolutely in. Definitely, um, and looking forward to it, my friend. Definitely, I was. Uh, I'll be honest with you. It, I think it was. Uh, oh man, <clears throat> right after the divisional round when uh, Green Bay won. And we knew that the NFC championship was going to be in Green Bay. Like that Sunday, we got back from church, and dude, I started scouring the internet to be like, how can I get tickets to go? <laughs> and it like, turns out you have to have the season pass for yeah, it. Yeah, like you, so. you can ask Laura. Like, I'm sitting here at the table on my laptop <laughs> with my wallet. And she's like, what are you doing? Trying to find tickets. Yeah. And, uh, and then I, of course, I was doing research. We're like, no, it's only going out to season ticket holders and they can't resell them. Like they're tracking it somehow. Yeah. But dude, I had my wallet there. Yeah. And she's like, what are you doing? I said, if I can buy tickets to an NFC championship game in Lambeau Field, I'm like, I'm buying five of them. And she's like, what do you need five tickets for? <laughs> I said, me, Grady, dad, Jim, and Addison. I'm like, that yeah, is. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. I mean, yeah. and then, Tampa and then, well, and that was even before I knew Tampa was going to be in it because they uh-huh, didn't play uh-huh. till Sunday. And it's like, right, dude, right. Like, <laughs> I'm sitting there after they won and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Um, but no, absolutely. As soon <laughs> as awesome. we can buy normal tickets again, 
and and get to, I mean yep, let's do it. road trip and that's and that's gonna be a, a weekend or a couple days, whatever it's gonna and take. And we'll have to another driver. Oh my gosh, you're right. Addison. Oh goodness gracious! I'll be the only yeah. one. I'll be the he only one just sitting in the back. Brady will be sleeping in the back. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Be, I'm, gonna be like, I'm the only one that still can't drive. But and, you, you guys can handle that. Him and Pat. Yeah, exactly. Him and Pat will be sleeping in the back. Yep, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Awesome. Yeah. Well, brother. Um, thanks again for coming on. I think we'll we'll just close uh, it out. Thanks for having and uh, yeah, for sure. Let's just you know enjoy the game. Um, yep. Make sure you yep. uh, you know just just take it all in and. You know, for your sake, honestly, I mean, you know, I know, I know, we're picking the Chiefs there. As long as it doesn't end up like my my year a couple years ago, you know, it's it's all right. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, I, I trust me, dude. I, I know Kansas City is is a great team. You know, there's high likelihood we lose the game. I'm excited just the fact that we made it this far. Yep. And uh, like you said, as long as it's not a blowout, if it's a tight team, if we just show face, yep, I'll be happy with that. Obviously, I'll be more happy if, if we get the dub. But at the end of the day, my team is in it, you know, and uh, a lot better than we were these last, you know, uh, 18 years. So um, I'm just, in, you know, enjoying the experience, enjoying the, the time of being close to the top, and uh, we'll go from there. Let me ask you a couple more questions, not Super Bowl related while we're here yeah, anyway. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Give me your take on this big trade that went down, Stafford and Goff. Who won that trade? I don't know, man. Rams did. <laughs> Rams won that trade. Yeah, you have to think the Rams did, right? You have to think the Rams did. You know, obviously Stafford is, is you know, older than Goff. You know, yeah, he's got he's but, he's you all know, heart. I, he is, but he's also like I don't know, like some of the comments he made after that trade. I just you know, he seems bitter. So I don't know if yeah. he felt like he didn't have the respect of that coaching staff or yeah. or what, but you know. I like Stafford. I watched a clip today of his rookie season um, where uh, he was scrambling out of the pocket. I think he must have scrambled for 10 seconds and then <laughs> threw a pass that there ended up being a pass interference on. And he went down with a shoulder injury and yeah. they put him out of the game and was about to put Dante Culpepper in. And then uh, the other team called the timeout, but he was able to go back in. That kid, Stafford's got a heart too. So I, I don't know. I yeah. I'd have to leave with Brady here and see. I think the Rams won on that. Yeah, I think that they definitely won from the quarterback conversation. I mean, I, Stafford, I think his head's above Goff. I think Goff was only successful with the Rams because McVay was allowed to be in his ear until 10 seconds before the ball snapped. Like, right. McVay's the one reading coverages for him and, and said, relaying I it to like, him. I said, like, on the show, I just straight out just said Goff is not a good quarterback. I, I think he's serviceable. Yeah. Like, Stafford's good, and As he can backup. lead you. But he's but the only like me personally like I would say at this point in time like Stafford in the Rams is a better fit to get them over the hump because they played good football this year with yeah. Goff or with Wolford or anybody that was there Wolford. But when you can get somebody, I think the Lions like me personally, I think the Lions won. Like they got yeah. they got a quarterback, which okay, <laughs> take him for what he is. But then, dude, that draft pick haul of like two firsts and a third. Like when you have a whole new yeah. regime and you're getting the, that additional draft capital, is is insane yeah. for a new a, a new staff coming in. Um, yeah, I, I think it's definitely. You know, what do you do though? Like in my opinion, I think you trade one of those top picks you got for maybe a couple middle rounders instead. Yeah, 
you can only afford so many first and second round picks, but yeah. you can afford quite a few. And you, know, you think about it, a lot of the the better players end up coming from the middle of the draft. So I, do. I think if I'm the Lions, I take one of those top picks and straight down for a couple. And they, I mean, they have a top ten pick this year too. So they're they're getting quality people in with this new coaching staff, yeah. new GM, everybody else. But mm-hmm. and the other the other question was, dude, what is up with your boy John Gruden? Like Chucky, he just re. He, he, I don't know. Why is he in love with Nathan Peterman? <laughs> I know he just signed him to like an extension to be, earlier today. He needs to go back in the booth. Oh man, I it's I, tough, and he's I got just, like seven years left on that contract. <laughs> I know, but he's one of those guys that I, he should have just. You know, and I, I called for you know Cowher for years. I was begging Cowher, yeah. especially you know when Tampa was really struggling for a coach. I'm like. Yeah. Come on, Bill. Please come out of retirement. And now I kind of get it. Like, yeah, it was maybe Chuck is one of those guys that should have stayed in the booth because he's another guy I enjoyed listening to. But you know, I'm not sure what the hell he's doing over there in Oakland, man. I don't know. I mean, the I defense mean, looks stout at certain times, and then some. And I'm like, Atlanta blew them out of the water, which was weird. I mean, it right. was a blast to watch for me, but it was weird. But like, he's. I don't. I don't understand the handcuffing to Derek Carr. Like. Why is he still there? <laughs> he was. I think he was always like that, though. I think John yeah. was always one of those guys that handcuffed his quarterback. You know, yeah. they always called him the quarterback whisperer. He yeah. had that quarterback camp years ago. But I, I think he's one of the guys that you have to run in his way. And they, their car is one that I don't expect to be there much longer. Yeah. What do you uh, think he, about Deshaun Watson and getting traded? Just a question. You know, I, I think I think it has to happen. I think mm-hmm. he's not going to be happy there. You know, um, yeah, I would love shit. If there's a way that we can pull that off, you know, <laughs> yeah. with Brady one more year, yeah. I would love to have the shot. I think any team would be happy. I mean, hell, I think right now half the league is vying for an opportunity to sign him. Yep. Um, but I think uh, he's, he, he can't stay there. He, he's got to get out. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, so especially from the things he said, I think as a new head coach, I'm not sure I'd want him there either. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. I think it's going to be one of those things where he's such he's such an enigma and, you know, having somebody of his caliber, you know, not be completely bought into your system is going to hurt you more than it will help you. Yeah. As long as he doesn't go to New Orleans, I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They're like – they're, they're all up on John Boo for some reason. I'm not sure what they see that, you know, nobody else sees. But, uh, you know, they, they're they even talking to me how he's the future of that franchise. And yep. Then they're making a big stink about how Drew Brees supposedly told them at the end of the game that yeah, I didn't see that at all. Now. I, mean, I, I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, Drew Brees goes down, and the guy you bring in to be his back, if you don't even play him, you play the third string. Well, it, it, the weird right? thing I mean, is, they right? They brought a Taysom Hill. Yeah, I mean, and, and here's the weird thing, and, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna start any rumors or anything. But I think there's an outside possibility that Taysom Hill is like Sean Payton's love child. It could be. Like it's, they look very similar <laughs> when you look at them side by side. And why in the world would he be so tied to this gadget guy? Like, to the point where yeah. you literally bring out, in the most crucial part of games, a future first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback in Drew Brees and put this guy in there. 
That's not gutsy. Yeah. That's stupid. Like, I, I just don't understand yeah. it. But I, I don't want to see well, Deshaun he, Watson. He's always, he's always been a gimmicky guy, though, right? He's yeah. always, you know, been one of those guys that, you know, has the weird play calls at weird times. And, you know, half the time he's right and half the time he's wrong. But, yep. you know, I don't, I don't think he'll end up there. Yeah. Um, I, I think for some reason they do think you know Jameis Winston is going to be their guy. Um, you know, I'm just I'm I'm not sure. You know, I mean, hell, who else is still even looking for a quarterback? I mean, I guess the Colts, right? Colts are looking Colts. for one. I guess Colts. I mean, hell, I can see him ended up in Philly because Wentz, I obviously wants out. You know, they're going to have to eat a lot of cap space if they get rid of him. But I can see him ended up in Philly too. I heard the Colts may kick tires on Wentz. I'm pretty sure they outright came and said, like, they're not going to take him or something. No, I heard their talk. I heard their inquiring anyway. But, yeah. So, so then I can see Deshaun maybe ended up with Philly. Yeah. I mean, you got got Philly. He'd be a good fit to that offense. Just recently, um, Denver is a part of that Deshaun trade now. Denver. Oh. Interesting. And then you got got the Jets. If Salah doesn't like Darnold. You got San Francisco. You still have, you have uh, Carolina. Carolina. Carolina, yeah. I mean, Miami, I if, Carolina they're, if they're not all yeah. in on Tua. I mean, you got to look at who's going to have the draft capital to spend to go get them yeah. because it's going to take yeah, at that's, least that's exactly three right. first-rounders. And if you take a couple of these teams, like, I mean, even when you look at Jacksonville, right, you got the number one pick. Can I trade the number one and my other first rounder and maybe one next year to get him, or do you take Trevor Lawrence? I would Deshaun's take Deshaun. proven. Yeah, I would take Deshaun. That's that's a tough conversation. I would too. I, 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 probably, yeah, I think it's a good conversation to have. I think uh, I, I probably would take Deshaun there too. Um, but with who's going to be their head coach, I can see them him going Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But you got the, the Saints. They, they apparently enjoy the uh, – Eating the Cajun dub down there in Louisiana, so put a little hot sauce That's or so something crap. on that. And then, they got fined for the, They got fined for that too, didn't they? Did they get so. fined for that locker room celebration? I think so. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it just the audacity to, to you know be on camera eating a dub when you did absolutely nothing to earn it. Pretty ridiculous. <laughs> Makes me laugh. That's what I've, said. I've never been a fan of James Webster. I was yeah. definitely happy, happy to see you. Happy to see Mr. Public's crab legs go elsewhere. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? It turned yeah. out great for you guys, man. And um, it did. You it know, did. What do you do? That's just how it goes. Sometimes you gotta you gotta go through the craziness. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I think of that same thing. You always have to go through a little bit of fire before you come out of it, right? Like even as, yeah. as a Falcons fan, I went through that with. The whole Vic debacle, the whole coach like picking up and leaving like mid game, and then just took off, and then we draft Matt Ryan. Like to me, that was right. that was like that same type of scenario. Um, yeah, but it's just inter- it's interesting, but a lot of cool stuff. But no, yeah, um, yeah I'll let you go here though, brother. But uh, again, thanks for cool. thanks for jumping on chat, and it was it was pretty awesome. Yeah, thanks we'll for having me on. Uh, it was a good time talking to you guys. That's, uh... Looking forward to another one in the future after my Bucks win thirty four thirty one. I'll tell you what, man. If that if that is the score, you better get out and play a lottery next morning. Yeah. <laughs> and say, hey, if I predicted score, this. I'm, I'm dry- what? 
if that's a score I'm driving up when we're doing the next one in person. That's awesome. I like it. I like it. I got an extra mic cool. here. We'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Cool. All right. Well, All I'll right. tell you what. We'll uh, let's let's wrap this up. So, uh, for myself and Brady here, and we yep. got you know our fir- first guest, Jim here, my big bro. Uh, from all of us here at the All Out Blitz podcast, enjoy Super Bowl 55. Enjoy football. Uh, still be safe, of course. But uh, if, you go to a, if you go to a party, just load up on a lot of hot wings, and it'll burn anything right out of you. Um, hot wings and the fireball. Fireball. That'll do it. That'll, that'll <laughs> knock it right out. Yes, <laughs> cool. All right. Well, from all of us here, everybody, enjoy the Super Bowl, and we will see you after the game. Yells go bucks. I love it. Uh, we'll see you probably. Let's just say Tuesday yeah, after a slight Super Bowl Tuesday, hangover. Either Tuesday or Wednesday. Yes, we'll come back post game. Talk about everything that happened. Enjoy Super Bowl Fifty Five. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Peace out. Peace. 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 All right.